You're listening to Inside Entrepreneurship, a show about doing business in the 21st century. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the first episode of Inside Entrepreneurship. My name is Susan Murphy. And I'm Basim Al-Gawabi. And I'm Yaya Sayed. And we're here to talk entrepreneurship, all things entrepreneurship, uh, intersections between business, mental health, lifestyle, uh, and exploring all of these various facets that make up entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs, the people and the human beings behind uh, businesses and what it's like to start, an, start a business, to run a business, to be in business. And, but also, you know, talking, like I said, about the human side of things, uh, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, what are some of the uh, the anxieties that we have about being entrepreneurs? How do we manage that? How do we talk about collaboration? How do we talk about partnerships? All those things are going to be covered in this show. Um, I wanted to start off by just maybe introducing ourselves a little bit, talk a little bit about our backgrounds, how we came to be part of this uh, this project. And uh, so I'll start with myself. My name is Susan Murphy, like I said, and uh, I run a company called Jester. I'm a co-founder of Jester. We've been in business for 20 years. My partner and I uh, founded the company in 2003 and we do all manner and means of uh, digital marketing. So whether it's video or marketing strategy or social media or websites, um, we're like a one-stop shop for all of that stuff. Like I said, we've been around for about 20 years. My entrepreneurial journey has been uh, many, many years at this point, um, but never where I anticipated starting or, or, or ending up in my career, I should say. Um, I didn't start my career as an entrepreneur. Uh, I worked for many years for various different companies. But then when we took the leap in 2003, uh, it was terrifying. Uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So we'll, as time goes on in this podcast, I think we'll talk more about those kinds of things. Um, but uh, Bassam, I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself. Thank you, Susan. Um, so yeah, as mentioned, my name is Bassam Al-Gawabi. Uh, I'm the founder of Grassroots Multimedia, which uh, was incorporated back in 2014. Um, yeah, so so my journey, uh, my journey into entrepreneurship, uh, and and by the way, yeah, Grassroots is a is a creative digital agency, and uh, you know our, our renewed focus in the last year, especially, has been on uh, branding and social media marketing, and uh, strategies for public relations, and and, and we also touch on uh, our work with the team um, to, to do visual storytelling and, and website design and things like that. Uh, my entrepreneurial journey um, had its kind of origin um, when I. With my studies so I, I studied like business and entrepreneurship that was the first program that i did and uh kind of after studying after going through that i i had this um kind of desire to be able to uh, take my passion for writing and amplify that in the world so i saw the trends were going um, into more digital marketing this was around 2010 so i I enrolled in Algonquin College for another program called e-publishing, long story short. And then again, in 2013, uh, something called mobile social media management, where Susan was one of my professors there. Uh, so that's where that's where we we met up. And uh, it's been, uh, wow, almost 10 years since we've been, uh, since we've known each other. Um, so yeah, all to say that, uh, all to say that, yeah, my, my entrepreneurial journey um, was born from a place of um, storytelling and wanting to be heard and and using channels uh, different platforms to do that and I'm very happy uh, to have welcomed Yahya as a creative director in the last year and kind of reboot this uh, re reboot grassroots multimedia into its new direction and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be working with him thank you Basim uh, so my name is Yahya Sayed uh, I'm the creative director at Grassroots Multimedia. Uh, I met Basim through Susan uh, while I was an intern at Gesture Creative back in summer 2019. I think it was July of 2019 when I actually met Basim. So that's like three years now or four years. I think four years. Yes. 
it's been a while. And I met Susan because Susan was my professor at Algonquin College, where I was pursuing a graduate diploma in public relations after working for a few years in the marketing and advertising field. I met Susan as a professor and instead of talking business, we were talking cats. We were talking about our cats and that's how we connected immediately. And uh, then I ended up working as an intern there. And that was really illuminating for me because I found Susan to be a kindred spirit. And then when I met Basim and then we connected over time, I found the same kind of connection. And I love that. So a little bit more about myself. I have a bachelor's in journalism and mass communications. But before getting that bachelor's, I was aiming to become a scientist, most likely a paleontologist. That didn't work out. But then I was moving into going to film school. That didn't work out either. And then I went into journalism and mass communication because my father also is in the same field. Uh, he's had his own creative agency. Over the years, he's worked in advertising and he's been an entrepreneur for about 20 years on and off. And I learned a lot from him regarding all the upsides and downsides of being an entrepreneur. And I found that that's an area where I could possibly express my creative side. I am also an artist, which would make me an entrepreneur in a different sense. So I have authored a few books. Uh, I'm a poet. I do illustrations and I worked as a photographer and I've made a few short films. All of them have been ventures that have had various levels of moderate success and there's still experiments and explorations. And I think working at Grassroots is really helping me as a creative director to bring my different facets together. Uh, to channel them into an entrepreneurial adventure of sorts, to share stories of other people, uh, to tell their stories. And with Inside Entrepreneurship, I find that exploring the existential elements of entrepreneurship to be very exciting. What constitutes it? How does it apply? How does the word shape and mold and transform based on who is using the word, where, and why. And I'm excited to go deeper into these topics, I guess, as we continue this podcast. That's so great. That's so great. Um, <clears throat> maybe we should start with that, you know, what is entrepreneurship, right? What, like, I think that's a something that needs to be defined. And, and like you said, is something that means something that could mean something different to everybody, right? So, our Basim, maybe you could start with you. Like, what what do you think entrepreneurship is? What does it, entrepreneurship mean to you? Yeah, that's that's a good question, uh, Susan. And uh, yeah, I was just enjoying listening to Yahya as they uh, spoke about the you know just the relationships that are that can be formed and that can give you a source of strength as you're, as you're uh, forging a path into this world of entrepreneurship. Because um, I think one of, the, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show is to also highlight the element of trying to be more connected with others as we're, as we're forging a path into entrepreneurship because it can for many people um, be, sometimes you can feel alone um, in your, your journey, right? Uh, but for me, like entrepreneurship uh, begins with a mindset or a, a spirit, as uh, as Susan uh, likes to say as well. Um, so it's for, for me, yeah, it's 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 things like uh, you know having the mindset of creativity, developing resilience, um, you know, being persistent in your in your pursuit for what you're what you're trying to achieve. And you have to develop like problem problem solving skills as well. Um, for me, it came out of 
a um, a need to to feel um, to to sh to share kind of my story with the world in the form of in, in the form of the skills that I had built up in in my education, right? Like I, as you know, just to give a bit more background of myself, I, I, I at seventeen, um, I was I was diagnosed with with a mental illness. Um, so it was like bipolar disorder, and before that was generalized anxiety. Um, so it's been a long journey. Like especially the first eight years, there was a lot of ups and downs, and uh, and up to that point, like I had maybe gotten just a few credits of college on and off. And then just working through, working through, um, doing a lot of self work helped me to get to a place where where I was able to come back um, to college and do very well. But that was after doing a lot of like internal work, a lot of uh, personal development, finding things that meant a lot to me, like my faith as well. And then um, and then coming back and having a vision for what I wanted to do, like realizing that I was in a state of dependence and then I needed to work on my independence a bit more. And then, and then when I came back, I, I realized that we're also interdependent beings, right? Um, so that helped me a lot in, in going back, doing well at school. And then, but finding like drawing on my experience that uh, I, I didn't, I felt like I didn't fit the, the, like, you know, I did work on and off. But I felt like there was something, you know, I, ha I had, a, you know, I'll put it this, I felt like I had some unique skills and attributes that, that could serve the world, but maybe not, um, maybe there was something more in the field of entrepreneurship that I could do than I could in your regular nine to five job. Um, mm -hmm. so, so over the years, I was able to um, find ways and find other, other paths of study to help me to get to that place. Um, so uh, where where uh, where I wanted to chart a path in entrepreneurship, and right from the beginning, I believe that um, even though it can be like a some somewhat of a solitary journey, sometimes for me it came from a place of reaching out to people, working with them as you know as mentors, like as you know people from Algonquin and and my and Susan that was my professor like early on. Um, you know, we, she became a mentor of mine and then a friend and here we are doing a show together. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so, um, for me, like healthy entrepreneurship is where you, where you, you identify your strengths and you also work with other people, whether, even if they're not in, within your company, right? You collaborate with other people, you put yourself out there, um, as well, you go to, you're willing to go to events, you're willing to network, you're willing to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and you're and you're persistent about it, right? And you also don't beat yourself up because that's not healthy either, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I think those are you know as we, as we as we explore these topics on this show, I'll I'll be able to flesh out a little bit more. But I think I think entrepreneurship is uh, for me is doing something like this, like relaunching this show in this format. Um, it's kind of it always feels like a bit of a full circle moment from that kid back when he was first going to college and like 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 second or third semester having anxiety and then not wanting to go to class or speak with other students at a certain point in my life to then being able to um, go on a show like this or last year you know be a guest speaker at two of my different professors classes and stuff like that so so I think it's also celebrating your successes. So that's a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit about my journey with entrepreneurship and what it means. To me. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it, everybody's journey is so different, right? Like I, as I'm listening to you, uh, I'm thinking about my journey too, and and how I never set out to be an entrepreneur like you did, right? Like I didn't set, I didn't take business school, business classes. I didn't, I never had that that I, I always just thought I'm going to go and get a job and work at a company or various companies for my career. And maybe I'll become a manager someday or a director or something like that, but I'm never going to own my own company. Like that's ludicrous, right? Like that's, that's kind of how I thought about it at first. And then when my business partner approached me and said, Hey, you know what, like maybe we should explore, you know, 
doing something like this? And, you know, why would we work for somebody else when we can work for ourselves? And she, she, it took some convincing for me to kind of make that, make that turn. Um, but, you know, to me, it's like the opportunity to, um, develop something, to create something from nothing, right? That was really important to me. It was like, wow, how can we actually build something that didn't exist before and maybe have our own creative projects and maybe have our own ways of making uh, making money and maybe have employees someday and maybe have actual clients someday. And, you know, it, like all of this stuff started to become possibilities to me. And when I first started out, you know, I actually only thought that this would be sort of a part-time thing ever like I never thought I would be full-time in business for myself and uh, I always thought oh it's gonna be a side hustle you know um, we'll we'll never have enough we'll never have enough clients to you know to, to do this full-time and obviously that changed but uh, I think you know one of the things that that really drives me as an entrepreneur is that ability uh, that that you all referenced, which was uh, the ability to help people tell better stories, right? To 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 make that kind of change in organizations and companies to help them to see how they can present themselves to the world in a in a more profound way uh, and a more effective way. I think for me, that's what keeps me moving forward, right? I mean. Profits are nice too. Revenue is good. All of those things. And we'll talk about all of that a lot on this show, I think. But really, you know, when I sit down at my desk every morning, I want to help people. And, um, you know, I want to continue to, to, to build cool stuff. I think is, is where I come from, uh, where I, where I come from at that. That really um, takes me back to, funnily, ancient Mesopotamia. That's the birthplace of, to the best of my knowledge, uh, modern agriculture. In many ways, like massive civilizational architecture as well. I feel that the very first entrepreneurs in many ways were the farmers of ancient Mesopotamia, which is modern-day Iraq, which is our very first full-fledged civilization, right? Apart from Harappa and Mohenjo-daro in modern-day Pakistan. So these farmers, in many ways, took the risk because entrepreneurship, by definition, is like taking risk, you know, being at the helm of a business to take the risk necessary and be responsible for this risk, right? And it's not just for the sake of profit, but I guess like you are starting a venture. Those ancient farmers were entrepreneurs, because, you know, uh, they did dry agriculture, where they depended on the rain, they sowed, you know, seeds all over these lands, you know, they grew trees to add shade where necessary, they invented, you know, Bronze Age tools like hammers and sickles, axes and all of that. They used we the wheel for the first time in agriculture. All of that came with a certain amount of risk because, you know, in the end, it was a mixture of survival where, you know, they needed to grow food to feed themselves and feed their society. So that's a big risk that they're taking. That's a big um, undertaking itself. Then there's also the creativity that flourishes in times of adversity, right? So like you are responsible for that risk but at the same time, you are inventing. You said, Susan, you know, you had the opportunity as an entrepreneur to do things your way. They came up with tools. And the first entrepreneurs would also be the merchants who transported that grain across Mesopotamia and other neighboring civilizations with, again, an amount of risk. So those ancient truckers, so to speak, with their bullock carts, were also being entrepreneurs because they were taking that big risk of transporting grain before it goes bad. Then the merchants in the ancient streets, right? They were being entrepreneurs. I find that like over the thousands of years as our civilizations have exponentially grown, these themes still remain true where it's a blend of survival, but 
the freedom to orchestrate how you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, f- for me, entrepreneurship is both personal, unique, and also, I think, like a cumulative result of millions and millions and billions of people over thousands of years doing things their own different ways and various permutations and combinations resulting in what each of us do mm-hmm. i guess and doing something that's not too dissimilar because going back to ancient mesopotamia the very first piece of writing that we actually have recorded writing in the world is from that time and that's a clay tablet where a customer is complaining about <laughs> the quality of bricks manufactured by someone. That's the very first piece of writing we actually have is a customer review. Customer review. <laughs> it's a one-star customer review. Times, times have not changed that much, have they? <laughs> times have not changed that much. So, yes, it's not some grand piece of writing, nothing like that. It's yeah. a one-star customer review that has existed and survive all this time so yeah entrepreneurship becomes a pretty central part of our lives (laughs) yeah i i love what you say about risk taking risks because um i think you're right that's a key distinction to be made between sort of being an entrepreneur and maybe being an employee is that the level of risk that you take on as an entrepreneur is that much greater and you know not just financial risk but you know uh, mental health risk. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of risks that, that you have to take as an entrepreneur. And you have to be able to, uh, what I've learned over 20 years of doing this is that you have to be able to manage that risk, right? It's always going to be there. You know, every time it gets slow in the summertime, like it is right now, I think that's it. That's our last customer. Business is going to dry up. We're done. And in 20 years, that's never happened. So touch wood, it won't. It will continue to not happen. But, you know, I, I think that way uh, because I think, oh, you know, that's the risk that we take. The risk that we take is that eventually business is going to dry up or we're not going to get the clients or they're not going to pay us or, you know, something like that is going to happen. And that financial risk is going to become really obvious. Um, but as you go through being an entrepreneur, as you get more experience, you realize that if you keep, if you keep your sort of personal mission and drive in mind, then it will drive you to do the things that help you get more business, right? That will, it'll continue to motivate you to get out there, like Batsum said, and do those networking events to call people, cold call people and talk to them and network and, and market and find ways to, to make your business flourish. Basim, um, <clears throat> what are some things that uh, that you you talked about the entrepreneurial mindset? Uh, I was wondering what you think are some of the things that are characteristic of a mindset of an entrepreneur? Um, that's a good question, and it's something that I've been able to give some thought to uh, over the over the last years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually uh, one of our mutual friends. Um, uh, John Wilman was teaching was teaching a course called Entrepreneurial Mindset, and uh, it's oh, something that you know when I when I referenced uh, uh, when I when I referenced it, it was, uh, the, the guest speaking that was one of the classes that I, I had the fortune, good fortune of coming in and speaking. To we students. will have John on the show at some point. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, so the on- entrepreneurial mindset for me is. Um, it's both, you know, uh, it's both something that, you know, there's universals there, but there's also personal lessons that we each bring um, in our unique journey towards entrepreneurship. So, so some of, you know, I, I talked about that very topic and some of the things that I identified as, as contributing to my mindset was, um, I'll, I'll start with one of the big ones, which is um, gratitude, right? So gratitude is something that the more you're grateful for, the more you see um, opportunities and you see like what you already have in your life and it helps to manifest more in your life because, you know, there's so many things from our health um, to living in a safe country to, um, to the relationships we have 
um, to things that, that uh, derive meaning for us, like, you know, um, be faith, family, um, certain activities, um, things like that. Um, so, so, so gratefulness and gratefulness for, for, you know, like we're often like chasing the next milestone, right? Um, but looking at how far we've come and not necessarily comparing that to um, other, you know, other entrepreneurs or other people, but looking how far we've come in our own lives. Like, like, I, like I, I, you know, I respect athletes because they're always going for their personal best and they're trying to beat their past performances. And, and then you can compare that to other athletes, right? But yeah, for me, um, you know, I'm, 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 I think that just working on, uh, you know, a lot of things that have helped me is just pers personal development, um, you know, being able to um, set goals and work towards them every day. Um, that contributes to your mindset. Um, also, uh, relationships is, is going to be a theme that I keep that I keep bringing up in, in our episodes because it's been huge for me. Um, it's something you know where, no matter how skilled you are, you you know we we're we're uh, we're beings that need other people to achieve things. You know, um, mm -hmm. we have to work together, whether that's you know directly on a project or um, with advice or with, you know, an introduction, things like that. Right. Um, so collaboration, uh, collaboration is something like that mindset is really important as well. Um, so yeah, there, there's, there's, and, and, and on that note, it's also like, you know, we talk about risk, the risk isn't just, you know, financial or survival, it's judgment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we have to, and that can come from those that are closest to us and love us sometimes mm -hmm. as well, like and friends that have known us for a long time, stuff like that, right? So that's where, uh, and it doesn't mean that it's coming from ill will. It just means that you're um, sometimes going against the the grain or the the mainstream when you're when you're when you're charting a path in entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to. It helps to. Um, to, to, to get to know other entrepreneurs, get to know mentor, um, to, to develop mentors or, or reach out to mentors. And then over time, uh, you know, an interesting thing happens, like eventually somebody will look to you as a mentor and, and, and it mm -hmm. becomes like, becomes very enriching for you as well, right? So this is, a, this is a, you know, I've just struck a kind of a few thoughts on that, uh, on the entrepreneurial, what, what contributes to an entrepreneurial mindset, but there, there's so much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your entrepreneurial mindset? It's quite similar to um, what Basin said about, you know, athletes, right? They're always striving towards their personal best, right? I think I would apply a bit of a scientific lens to that as well, because scientists do something similar where they're always the, the fundamental, you know, kind of uh, rule of science is that you are always trying to prove yourself wrong, right? Like you're not trying to prove yourself right. You're trying to prove yourself wrong. Like your your hypothesis, like you're trying to always better it because you're like, okay, it can be better. I think that is something that I would apply for an entrepreneurial mindset is that learning from what you've done so far, recognizing the things that have not gone well, not dwelling on them as failures, but rather things that we now know that won't work so that we can find the things that do work. For example, let's talk about like a famous uh, entrepreneurial phrase, which is Eureka, right? Like. Mm -hmm. It was first said by Archimedes in ancient Greece. As the as the story goes, he was in his bathtub and he was mulling over, you know, trying to find the exact purity of gold. Then he figured that out and he basically ran from his bathtub all the way to the king's court screaming Eureka, which is, I have found it. He was basically working on something over and over and over and over again, kind of like uh, refining his methods to get to that personal best, I guess, of what he mm. wanted to achieve. And then when he was just relaxing, it hit him yeah. out of nowhere. And that's that's so common for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's like we have a 
we have a methodology, we have a system, we're kind of working at it. And then suddenly there's a spark of creativity, there's an idea, and then boom, it's transformative. Just like Archimedes, like, and he found the purity of gold and that transformed business in itself even more because, you know, that transformed trade even more. So I think that it's really important to have the mix of um, that regimented discipline about like having a structure and then letting that chaos, chaotic creativity shine through. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, my business partner, Jen, and I often talk about how we get our best ideas while we're driving or in the shower, right? Yes. Like and, and two places where you can't write anything down, but that's what voice memos are for, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. Um, you know, that it's when you're, when you're sitting back and you're relaxing at the end of the day or on the weekend or whenever that, you know, sometimes those, like you said, those eureka moments will will come to you. And that's a really exciting part of what we do as entrepreneurs, right, is having those, having those, those moments where you're just like, I know how we can evolve this to the next level. Like, it's just so clear, it becomes so clear, so suddenly. And, uh, but yeah, sometimes when you're, you know, I, I call it, remember it, I don't know if you remember in school, I was, I would talk about the curse of the blank page, right? And how, you know, you can't stare at a blank page and expect something to come to you creatively. Another topic that we're going to be discussing quite a bit on the show is mental health, neurodiversity, uh, those kinds of things and how they can uh, impact and influence the entrepreneurial journey. So I don't know if, if either of you wanted to chime in on, on some of those aspects. Um, you know, I think I agree that, you know, neurodiverse people definitely bring unique perspectives to business and and to creativity and to that out of the box kind of thinking that is required to to make a successful career. Um, Bassam, you had talked about your struggles with mental health in the past. Um, I uh, also was diagnosed when I was in my 20s with generalized anxiety disorder, um, was very serious for a number of years and really held me back uh, from a lot of things. Um, but I somehow managed to, to go through it with lots of help and, and therapy and medication and all of the things that I required to feel better and to to be able to move forward from that. Um, but at the same time, I, I do find that you know, I was talking to my husband yesterday about how like I have a propensity to overthink things, right? So I was overthinking like our kitchen renovation or something, you know, whatever the overthinking of the day happens to be for me. And, uh, and I find that, you know, in some ways, my ability to overthink situations can actually be an advantage, because um, it allows me to look at all of the different perspectives right? What's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? And what's everything in between? And I think part of that is my own kind of how my brain works. But also part of that is what I learned being a television producer in the past, right? Is because you have to look when you're a producer of anything, you have to look at all the possible scenarios, and then problem solve for each of them to a certain extent before those problems occur so that you're prepared when those problems if those problems do occur, how to solve them, right? And, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is is about problem solving. And so I think, you know, I'd love to hear all of your ideas and thoughts around neurodiversity and entrepreneurship. That's pretty relatable uh, for me, uh, because uh, I have a cocktail of neurodivergence. Um, some of it is really helpful in situations, and in other situations, it can be almost debilitating, right? Uh, anxiety, for example. I think the way entrepreneurship fits with my neurodivergence is that it allows me the flexibility to draw boundaries uh, and explore them from my comfort level, I guess. I think it, it's more about also that when I've worked in the past and, you know, companies as an employee just like you i could i could see the bigger picture right like uh, with my neurodivergence i could what it helps me 
do is it helps me focus on the macro and the micro, you know, the individual and the collective. And I think like I would recognize what could be done for my employers to actually scale up or expand or be more efficient and all those things. But I would not be in the position to actually suggest those things, right? Or if I did suggest those things, those would not go up the ladder because I'm starting off and like my role is more in like, you know, marketing and writing. So I feel limited in my scope of what could be possible with neurodivergence. It's also that, yeah, you you might have um, days where you can't work. You're having sensory overload. You're having an anxiety attack. You, you're, you're having a depressive episode. These are all very human things to experience. And I, I think as an employee doing a nine to five where I have to be accountable for every minute minute of the day or the eight hours of my day, I would find that because of the way those deliverables would be designed, they would not work for my brain because I could just do a whole week's work within two hours, create like a 5,000 word draft in the span of two hours. The rest of that time is like, I would need time to shut my brain down. The expectation that I have to keep the brain working in a specific manner would go completely against what would be most productive and most creative as an outcome. So I feel that the difference whenever I worked as a freelancer and since I've been working with Bassem, uh, Basim is really accommodative and creates that space to, I think, flourish the ideas based on how many neurodivergence works. And that's what Basim and I, what, that was one of our very first conversations was about mental health and how we can work with that together to basically kind of work on grassroots. And I think like we had that conversation too, Susan. You and I, like, yeah. all those years ago, so. Yeah, it's, it's so important to, to have those conversations with the people that you work with. You know, there used to be a time, and not so long ago, when you didn't talk about mental health at work, right? When it was very, you know, it was, I, I had people tell me back in the starting of, the, of my company that oh, you shouldn't talk about your anxiety because it doesn't, you don't want people to think it's a sign of weakness or instability or any, you know, and that was an actual conversation that I had with somebody. And I was just, I was flabbergasted, right? I was just like, but this is who I am. Like, I mean, I can't, you know, if I have a day where I can't get out of bed, it, you know, it isn't that because of my mental health, isn't that just the same as having a day because that I can't get out of bed because I have the flu? Like, yeah, it is, you know, and it was conversations that I had to have with my business partner at the beginning too, which was, you know, this is, this is who I am, you know, and this is going to happen sometimes. And there's nothing that, you know, there, I can do everything I can to try and avoid it, but it is part of my condition. And so I need to, it needs to be addressed. And I think employers are getting, starting to come around to that, but there's still a lot of like, you must be creative from nine to five, Monday to Friday, and there's no variance on that. So Bassam, what, what do you think about uh, sort of neurodivergence in the workplace, I guess, is, is a way to talk about it or in, in entrepreneurship? Um, what, what are some of the thoughts that you might have around that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much in this in this mm -hmm. part of the. It'll be a show on its own, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, first of all, I'd like to uh, acknowledge you know um, you, Susan, and Yahya for um, for talking about this, and you know, acknowledge you know we acknowledge ourselves for being able to talk about this because. Yes, uh, maybe we've come a long way in the societal conversation, um, but that's not uniform across all parts of all industries and all workplaces, mm. for sure, right? True. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, just, yeah, just, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, you know, in, ter in terms of uh, neurodivergence or overcoming, you know, mental health challenges, I, I like to look at it. Um, as something, you know, I've come to look at it as, you know, what is the, 
you know, there, there, there can be, you know, as hard as it is to say it, sometimes looking back, there can be positives that come out of a struggle, right? So out of adversity can come great um, creativity, can come great insights, mm-hmm. can come a lot of things, can come um, connection on a human level with people that you're working with, opening up conversations that otherwise wouldn't be there and forging that deep personal and professional relationship, right? Um, so when, uh, when, when Yahya and I, you know, we start out our meetings, we generally start from a place of like, how are you doing? <laughs> you yes, know? for sure. And, and, uh, and, you know, we have, we have ambition just like any other entre- entrepreneurs, right? And we have goals, but it's like, you know, uh, Yahya, today I'm just not feeling it. Can you go to the meeting without me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, for sure, I'm feeling all right. I can do it. And then same, same thing, vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, you know, like we can spend an, we can spend half an hour, an hour just talking about life. And then we can get back to the entrepreneurial thing because what's what's important? We're we're doing entrepreneurship, we're working to to build our life. You know, our life isn't dedicated just to the output of the entrepreneurship, right? Right. Um, yeah, so so that's a way of looking at it. And I think for me, like I I it go, you know, I'm grateful for I'm grateful for some, you know, looking back, some of the struggles I went through for the work it allowed me to do that maybe I wouldn't have done and would still be carrying around with me this undone work to make me a better person, to make me more compassionate, to make me more creative. And and for me, yes, like, you know, just something that stuck out with me, you know, when you said the curse of the, the blank page, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for me, sometimes I would look at it, okay, the challenge of the open page, you know, oh, like, yeah. like, like, you know, look at all of the great writers that have created something amazing. Each time I look at a blank page, it's an opportunity for me to create something like, you know, uh, I don't know if I'll get there, but like Shakespearean Heights or Rumi Ruminations or something like that. You know? mm-hmm. So that type of thing. But yeah, from from my own from my own journey, also also the idea of, you know, things holding you back, like. Yes. Um, I could look at it as like in my late teens and early 20s, I lost some time. I didn't do, do certain events. Um, I was held back. But then it also later on powered me to be like, to, to shift my mindset, to build on that mindset and then be like, okay, I owe it to myself to be in that room. I owe it to myself to show up. I owe it to myself to raise my hand and ask my questions, right? Mm-hmm. And those are those are all those are all things that I learned from. Um, those are all things that came out of doing that doing that work, right? That I needed to do um, to to build kind of my uh, uh, build my abilities and build my will to my drive. So, mm-hmm. like, if these emotions, these feelings, these conditions can drive you to a better place, then then those are elements that are positive. Mm-hmm. But I want to also romanticize like that too much because it's not a straight line with mental health right and anxiety and stuff so um you know uh, susan in past episodes in the first iteration of the show i think it was it was around COVID time some of it right mm-hmm. um or, you know and and like you know that had been a long time since my first diagnosis of mental health i thought that i had come i had come a long way but i had my first panic attack during during the early onset of pandemic right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it just goes to show that but then i lent i I leaned on what i had learned and resilience and reaching out to people and being vulnerable sometimes and that Mm -hmm. helped me and though it wasn't a straight line in terms of okay you know today i've conquered my uh my mental health condition necessarily right but it's more of managing things and getting back on the horse you know Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i'm i'm yeah and like uh you know um yahya has talked about um their their um their writing and and the book um that he's completed and is is doing again um, and stuff like that like for me um looking back you know uh as you as you know like i I published my book earlier Mm. this year 25 year journey and it's it's uh it's gratifying because I look back at it as it's a way for me to share the lessons 
the struggles and the uh, and the progression of my 25 years journey with those mental health mm-hmm. challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And to well, to share that with that person that was like me 5, 10, 15, 25 years ago, right? Yeah. If I didn't go through that struggle and that at times like very difficult debilitating challenges at times, I wouldn't be able to be an advocate in the same way right now. I wouldn't be able to help people in the same way and reach mm-hmm. out to people even if it's one or two people or many people over the years, you know? Yeah. So, so that's how I look at it and that's just of the iceberg of what i could talk about on for this. sure yeah well that's why we're doing this show right is so that we can have these conversations in depth and there'll be lots of opportunity to really dig deep into this uh this side of thing it's you know when when you're talking about um we're all here talking about our our journey towards becoming an entrepreneur it's kind of the underlying theme that i'm picking up on this episode um, and it's true that we all just, we all have a different journey to get to where we are, you know, in our lives. And that journey always includes good things and bad things and okay things. And, you know, um, and it, 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 I think that, and we all have, all three of us have very diverse backgrounds too, right? And, um, I think that we all bring something different to the table when it comes to entrepreneurship and running a business and building things and our creativity and all of those kinds of things. So I wanted to discuss a little bit about how, how coming from different backgrounds and, and sort of, you know, whether it was how you were brought up, where you were brought up, you know, what kinds of things your schooling, uh, your friends, you know, what kinds of things have shaped you to become, you know, the, to take the path that you took. My friend Mitch Joel, uh, who's a genius, read all his books. Um, he uh, has this, you know, this concept in one of his books about, you know, the path to sort of becoming successful is never a straight line. It's like you said about mental health, right? It's never a straight line. It's always like squiggly, 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 you know, from point A to point B. And it's up and down and all over the place. And everyone is different. So, um yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you think about diverse pathways to entrepreneurship and how how we get to where we are. Uh, yeah, yeah, but maybe you'd like to start. For me, it's um, recognizing that there are so many different pathways that I wanted to take mm-hmm. at different path um, at different times of my life, simultaneously or one after the other, that did not work out or that did not work out exactly the way I had hoped and expected to. It could be because of circumstances. Uh, it could be because of, you know, constraints or, you know, in spite of my efforts to get and I think like manifest it the, exactly the way I wanted. But at the same time, I think that there has been a general overall theme that I've always wanted to work for myself because um, I found freedom in that and i think i'm still on that pathway where i'm slowly getting there i I think starting this year it has been i'm realizing that more profoundly uh, it's it's fuller now it's 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 shaping out uh, more than the many abstracts that it looked like before so I think I would say like, you know, I'm also one of my other special interests is uh, quantum physics. So, you know, in the quantum world, and I think like it also applies to classical physics is that, you know, mm. how possibilities work, right? Like uh, it's, uh, you have different combinations of atoms that are combining to create something new. So I look at my life in the same way as like, different circumstances in my life, different people that I've met, different things that I've read, I guess, or learned, how those have kind of come together to shape this pathway for me, which like might have branched out in so many different ways and has branched out in so many different ways compared to where I was before. It's it's almost like ever evolving based on situations, mm-hmm. I guess. And I'm going in a bit of a tangent here, but what I'm basically trying to say is that like for me, like my pathway to entrepreneurship has never been straight. It's been like 
I've taken circles, I've branched out in different ways. I've come back to the beginning uh, and that beginning has looked different in mm-hmm. retrospect, right? Uh, and then I've introspected on where I have been so far and then restarted it. So it's it's an interesting back and forth. It's, it's yeah. this push and pull that I've been going through for so long. And I think that's that's like, that's, I think that's like really important for me to recognize. I don't think there's ever going to be a linear path, no matter how much I try to carve it. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything in our universe is by chance. It's random. And then that randomness, there's a sense of formula to it, mm-hmm. right? It, it's that, that randomness self-organizes in ways. And I, I'm, I'm still trying to let my path be organize that way with a bit of nudge here with a bit of help of my friends sometimes it's good to throw it out to the universe and see what happens right uh, i i didn't think when we started this episode that we would be talking about Meso- Me- ancient mesopotamia and quantum <laughs> physics but here we are nonetheless uh i love it i love it um you know uh basim you know um in talking about diverse pathways and the squiggly line versus the straight line versus, you know, the circles and the, all of those things. What do you think about some of that stuff? Yeah, just, um, I guess, you know, we start with our own experiences and how they've informed us. And we can also look at examples of other entrepreneurs that we know, uh, which is, which is great to be hearing some of your stories again and some of the some of the insights for the first time as well and also reflecting on um, some of the future entrepreneurs that we'll have on this show that we know in our network and other ones mm-hmm. to learn from but for for myself um, I guess my pathway um, is partly partly was through through kind of my personality and things that happened to me as I was younger you know being, being a bit shy and, and not being able to um, verbally express myself as, as the way that I felt like I felt like I always had a lot more to add to the conversation, but uh, kind of my my voice wouldn't come fast enough to, to raise my hand or to, to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that channeled itself later on, especially after going through a few, uh, some tough years in middle school or, or uh, and high school um, to, to journaling and getting my thoughts thoughts onto paper and, and um, that creativity that came from that, right? So, so that was one of the ways that um, that drove me to to that creativity, and also um, to wanting to create um, later on, like you know, do uh, projects and entrepreneurship, and to share share my story and to share other people's stories mm-hmm. in that context, right? Um, and also, yeah, my pathway, yeah, again, uh, like talking about um, through struggles, it drove me to, um, to do, you know, uh, like my family signed me up for this uh, personal development seminar back in 2007 um, called Master Your Emotions. And that was a big turning point in my life uh, because it opened, it opened my eyes to um, there's more that I wanted to do and there's more that I felt that I could do. And, and I, and I, I continue to do more work on myself. And that was a big, that was a big kind of uh, pathway, new pathway for me to see, okay, there's more, there's more, and I owe it to myself um, to, to work on those things. Right. Um, so, yeah, so, so that's, some, that's some of the, the, and then it's the people that we meet on the legs of our journey as well. Like I've mentioned, like uh, before as well, like the, the the peers that we meet while we're studying, the professors, the counselors, um, all of those people, and the mentors that you know now. I, now many of them are very good friends of mine, and and uh, just give them a call or, or message and stuff like that. Uh, including you, Susan, mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, enriching. Um, so mm-hmm. that's some of what informs my own journey. And there, there's so much to learn from other entrepreneurs as well that I have learned and that I'm looking forward to talking with on the show and sharing with our audience. Mm -hmm. And it brings up the next point too that I wanted to make, which is about collaboration and networking, right? And, and how vital that is to, to the success of a business. Um, Because 
uh, like somebody mentioned earlier that you know uh, you don't run a business in a in a bubble right you it's about people it's about you know companies are run by people and you need people in order to create things and do things and there's a lot that one person can do on their own but it they requires a team effort it requires um collaboration it requires getting out there and, and seeking out mentors and seeking out um you know people that that you want to explore creativity with and um i think that's you know, it's, it's so significant to, you know, to the success of a business. And I think it's something that people often overlook, uh, is how important it is to maintain those connections and how those connections don't have to be just going to networking events, right? Which I hate personally. I do. Like I'm, I grew up as a shy kid too, believe it or not. And, um, I, I revert to that little girl sometimes when I'm in a, especially, especially like now that we're back into, um, meeting in person again, right? Like I just, I freak out. Like I just, I get that the social anxiety is just like, whoo. Anyway, um, but what I'm realizing is that here's an example. Um, uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram just launched this new social network called Threads, right? And I went on it and I instantly reconnected with all of these people that I had connected with back in like 2010, you know, on Twitter and places like that. And it was so great. It was such a cool uh, feeling to uh to know that these people were still there and that we were together and it was a supportive community. And, you know, it was a really good feeling, right? So I think nurturing those relationships is really important. It doesn't mean you have to just go and shake hands at a networking event. There's lots of ways you can network and lots of ways you can collaborate. And I hope that, that we can cover some of that on this show as well. Similar for me as well, like over the years is I've met a lot of friends from all over the world and from different backgrounds. And I think it's the friendships that have contributed to my professional growth over the years. I also have a bit of um, an allergy to the professional networking etiquette, I guess, because I find that to be very performative. Uh, as a neurodivergent person, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. There, there's no double meaning to what I'm doing. So there's no song and dance. When it comes to that, but I find it difficult to read people in a professional environment, I guess, about are they saying it in terms of a professional networking scenario or do they actually mean it? Uh, are they weaponizing their stories or are they genuinely trying to connect with me? So that confuses me. But at the same time, I feel it's really important to connect with people on a human level because, again, business, which is like entrepreneurship is a part of, is a part of your life. But first and foremost, you are human beings. You are experiencing this world. You are connecting and living and breathing and resting and I don't think you should shape your worldview from a perspective of gaining something from people. And I think when you really make those genuine connections, which I've had with both of you, you get a lot more out of it than you do forcing a sense of collaboration that is not genuine, that's not authentic. Yeah. Well, it has to be, it has to work both ways, right? Like when you go into one of those sort of fake conversations at a networking event where you know the person on the other end of it isn't being sincere or is has ulterior motives or whatever, it doesn't, the, the balance isn't there, right? It it has to be a two-way street. You both have to be, uh, have to have integrity in what you're saying and you both have to be able to, um, you know, uh, just, provide value to the relationship, right? On whatever level that is, right? And uh, you know, Bassem, uh, I know you have a lot of experience with networking and and uh, you're very good at it. And uh, I just wonder what you have to say about, you know, the idea of of networking and entrepreneurship and, and what kind of value you derive from it. I know the question is for Bassem, but I just yeah. want to preface by saying that, um, that's what I find really endearing about working with Basim is the honesty and the humanity that Basim brings mm -hmm. into the conversations. And yeah, that's that's something that I've really valued working with Basim. 
Awesome. Well, that's heartwarming. I hit. Thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to collaboration and and and, and networking, I, I think it goes back to like you were saying, Susan, like the the attitude and the the intention that you're bringing to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I I look at it. I come from I come at it from a part of from a, from a place of um, it, it used to be difficult for me to approach people and talk to them, right? So it's not a natural, it's not, wasn't a natural thing for me to be able to go into it and talk mm -hmm. to people. Um, but I, I think I've, I've become, re, uh, I've become good at being able to, you know, like you don't have to connect with everybody in the room. Like, you know, mm -hmm. even if you vent and you, you have a, a good conversation with one person, um, you know, you shouldn't be looking at your watch and be like, okay, you know, there's 20 other people in here and some have a certain title <laughs> or something. I got to cut yeah. this off at a minute and go go talk to this person, you know? It's not speed dating, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, just treating that person as, a, as the important person that they are, you know, and being authentic in your connection with them. Um, and also I look at it as a way, I, I look at it in a way as, you know, like there's different types of events and programs that you can go to, but I, I also I also it, it goes back to a time when when I was anxious and sometimes I would really want to go to a, a meeting or a lecture or a place and and my anxiety stopped me from being able to go and then I'm like I, I wonder what I missed out you know mm. um, so then coming to a place where like you know I don't know how beneficial this thing uh, this event is going to be necessarily but. I think it might be, and I owe it to myself to go there. And I owe it to my—I can't control who's going to be there all the time, but I can control how I present myself and how I. If there's a speaker, I like to now. If I have something to, that I want to know or I, I want to to be heard, I, I like to like put up my hand and and, and ask my question, you know. Mm -hmm. And often, and sometimes it comes under under. Um, like I'll share something personal and then that gives somebody else the permission to share, share something personal or it's happened vice yeah. versa. Right. Yeah. It gives uh, people confidence. It gives other people confidence when you show confidence. Right. And yeah. that's entrepreneurial as well, because like by sharing something personal, you are taking that risk. Right. So you are being entrepreneurial there. You're taking that first step that someone else might not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just, to, just to finish up on my point, um, yeah, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be, you know, there, there's a lot of different events on meetups. There's a lot of different, like, for instance, I'd, I'd like to give a shout out to the, the Impact Hub and the program that they did. Um, I, it was called Better Together. And it was a, a program that I did. They had a career shifter and entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur cohort as well. So they had different people that either underrepresented communities or, um, or maybe uh, neuro neurodivergent or mental health challenges or indigenous uh, people that wanted to come in and get some guidance and also, um, I guess, network or collaborate with other people that were looking to either shift their career to a, a more empowering place or to get their business more off the ground or get it off the ground at all, right? And And applying for that and getting into it led to um led to uh yahya and i getting our first uh our first client together mm. uh, earlier like at the start of the year you know because it was somebody that that i i met in the other cohort you know mm. and and that's been and that was a really great client for us to uh work with like the ideal client for us to work with to begin with and, and we're still working with them you know mm -hmm. uh, so that that was, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't put myself out there, if I didn't do the work, if I didn't join that program, and and even on the days where I didn't feel like adding to the Zoom meetings or going to the networking event for the group, then that probably wouldn't have happened, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so you never know unless you try. 
It's absolutely right, 100%. And I think that's a good way to uh, to leave things for today. We've been at it for a while. We've covered a massive amount of terrain already in this show. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, we have lots more to talk about. We're going to have some guests coming up on, on future episodes of the show as well. Uh, and that's going to be really exciting because we're going to be able to talk to other entrepreneurs about their journey and uh, and ultimately we want to set the stage here for future episodes and to give you an idea of what to expect, give you a sense of who we are and, and what we do and what we're all about. And I hope we've been able to do that. So um, I don't know if you, if you all have any final, final thoughts that you'd like to share before we wrap things up. I would like to give a shout out to one of my favorite proto entrepreneurs, Leonardo da Vinci. Um, ah. He was a neurodivergent, queer, Italian, Middle Eastern inventor who has really inspired me to keep pushing forward, take those risks, to be creative and explore different avenues. I don't know why I did that, but mm -hmm. my brain was like, give a shout out to Da Vinci. Woo <laughs> Go Da Vinci. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I guess uh, for me, I'll just close by saying that yeah, I, I had I had a bit of those butterflies at the you know even though we were recording this session at the beginning I had a bit of those butterflies of and tiny bit of nervousness you know of coming from my personal experience but you know as we worked through this I got more comfortable and I just I just feel really appreciative and and in this moment I feel good you know to be um, to be doing this show with uh, with people that I that I trust like and admire and. Uh, all right, go team. Uh, I think that'll be it for this this episode of Inside Entrepreneurship. You can check us out on social media. You can check us out on our website, insideentrepreneurship.ca. And uh, we look forward to the next episode and the next time we chat with you. So uh, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon.